On this episode of Before You Rejected, we realized that Kurt Angle's wife is a homewrecker. Third one! I'm down! another episode of before you were jaded we watch hard justice 2007 taylor this was a fucking good one yeah not so bad not near as bad as i thought it was gonna be for sure so a lot of people like to shit on impact wrestling and tna and all that stuff but this is a prime example while you're fucking wrong i'm just gonna say it it's such a good pay-per-view i mean there's a couple of those spots uh more so for people than the actual card but uh i i love this yeah so I'm really excited to talk about this. How about you, Taylor? I think, honestly, this has got to be the best era of TNA Impact ever. Like, with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle and Abyss and, like, everybody. Even Sting in Prime. Yeah, you, you, you know had what I Sting, mean? Uh, you had Raven. You had fucking Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Like, you can... There's so many people you can't even name them. Christian Cage! Yeah, Christian Cage, man. A very, very <laughs> underrated underrated tna performer when you look back at tna like from this era you it makes you think why didn't why weren't they more successful you know what i mean i'm sorry i'm stumbling on my words it's just i'm blown away and it makes me think is this what's going to happen to AEW? like they are stacked right now are they going to be like impact in 10 15 years from now i'm not wishing anything bad i want to put it out there i very much want to uh see AEW succeed which actually i'm going to take this chance to segue into something really cool i have to talk to you guys about april 6th we are putting out an interview with just incredible we recently did that me and kevin uh taylor you know taylor's a little bit indifferent sometimes but uh this wasn't his bag but it was a great fucking time and uh we're really excited to share it with you oh sorry uh, was that for me no 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 I just... <laughs> I, you left me in space and i completely dropped the football on that one my bad fumble so yeah, it's going to go live the week of WrestleMania, and I should be up to all kinds of crazy shit WrestleMania week, so definitely stay posted on our social media. Not to mention, I will be at WrestleMania, and the weekend of WrestleMania, so the next episode of Before You Were Jaded, we're actually talking about WrestleMania 24, the first WrestleMania I went to as a kid, which is a really special event for me, and uh, Taylor is still pretty fucking jealous of me for going to that. So. Yeah, it's fire. It's super fire. I've been really blessed to get to watch it. I gotta tell you, when we review it, I get it. I got this whole routine I got set up now. But I watch pay per views. <laughs> it's a whole different thing, man. What do you mean routine? Tell so, me, tell me now. Okay, so I started it with this pay per view because I watched it a little early. You were telling me about it. So what I do is I put my TV out in my garage area, right? Yeah. So I I put on the WWE HD. That's the first thing. Oh yeah, you're you were trying to convince me that Peacock is now. And even oh, more it sucks. Issues. Don't get me wrong. It's trash. It's going to be trash, and it's always going to be trash because they don't have anything on the it. The quality is not any better. No, it's it's better. So the WWE <laughs> HD, so I turn it on, and before I turn it on, I pause it, and then I go get my little uh, foot bath, 
bring my foot bath out. Your foot bath? Yeah, my little foot bath. Is that bath. like a new thing in your life, some self-care you've been no, making? No, I, I just, I, my feet have been hurting, and I've always had the foot bath. It's just one of those things that I don't, I just rarely use, because it, it's a lot of work. Is it like when you buy a juicer, and then you just shove it in the corner of well, your kitchen? Well, I mean, if you don't use a juicer more than four times, I guess you don't get your worth in it. But I've used this foot bath about five or six times now. And I'm starting to feel like I got my worth out of it. I feel like everyone randomly has a foot bath, though. Like, I remember the entire time growing up as a kid, there was this obscure foot bath just shoved in my fucking towel closet. And so, you know, I get it. I Have get you ever it. used it? I did once, and I was like, why do people like this? It's fire, bro. So what you do is you put the hottest water you can get in it. Like, you get, like, damn near semi-boiling water off the stove. And you pour it in there. And set it in there. And then you wait about 10 minutes. And then it's, like, steaming water. Like, a hot jacuzzi water. Okay, so you're a foot bath expert. Yeah, so what you do is you put it in there, and if you plug it in, it'll massage your feet while the warm water's going, so it's a warm water massage. Uh, I mean, that's just not in my wheelhouse, I guess. I guess, like, you I'm... Just, uh, you just don't re- know how to relax the right way, man. I, I mean, for me, it's just kicking back and fucking tearing up some Madden, drinking a couple brewskis and uh, watching whatever's on cable television on the other screen, or maybe watching some wrestling. What do your feet turn to potatoes, man? My feet are already potatoes. It's You're gonna fucking get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse. I, re- I, wore, I wore the wrong shoes to work today. All right. That which sounds was a like mistake. F- yeah, first mistake. Yeah, so I wore those flat vans, and then afterwards I needed a hot foot bath for my feet. Well, I'll tell you what was not a mistake, Taylor, and that was watching this fucking pay-per-view. And usually you know me. I'm not a big fan of, like, the promo cards, like, the little video packages they put in the beginning. What a good this video one. package. <laughs> Dude, Kurt Angle's fucking sunglasses. Holy shit, did he get that at the drip capital of the USA? <laughs> like, holy shit, my the, guy is saucing. He can do it all. He can do everything. He can sell a storyline. He can be funny. He can wrestle. He can do it all. So, okay, please forgive me. I've watched this pay-per-view super recently. So when we, like, decided we were going to watch it this week, I remember I had watched it a couple weeks back. Like, it was, you know how, like, I'll randomly watch stuff in the background? It was one of those. So then I ended up watching it again in the background today. And, like, there's a bunch of key matches I paid attention for, but there's a couple little details here and there that I was, like, not 100% positive on, right? Do they have New Japan titles in this? That's what it is, right? No, it's not. It's the... I, I think it's the IWJ so, or GP title. That is, yeah. That's from New Japan, that's New if Japan. I believe correct. Okay, so the new, that's on Samoa Joe, and he's also got the tag team titles because they were wrestling as a tag team, and whoever did the pinfall took the tag team titles because they don't like each other. Okay. So that's how Samoa Joe got the tag team titles because he got the pinfall in that match when they were tag team partners. So and then... So we're... Kurt has... The regular title, the television championship yeah. or whatever. Okay. And then he has the TNA, like heavyweight yeah, championship. Heavyweight championship title. Dude, I just holy no, shit. No wait, dude. he has the IWCC because uh I see <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean. There's a lot so of gold. That's what matters. A, a, Samoa Joe has the X division and okay. the tag team titles. Oh man, okay. So basically at the end of the day five belts on the line, all the gold goes to the victor of the main event. If people want to shit on Impact, just know we had Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle in their prime on a regular basis in the main event. Tell me that's not a good fucking night of wrestling. There definitely are some of the best shit I've ever seen from both of them. I do understand, though, some of the qualms with, you know, Impact, though. And I think the first match is kind of a good way to uh, understand the other perspective. We have a... uh, Bear with me one second so I can pull it up so I can give you the exact... Uh, definition of this match. It's just a triple X 
It was just a three-way tag team match. Okay, hold on. So we have a triple threat tag team match between Jay Lethal, Sanjay... We have a triple threat tag team match with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt uh, taking on the Murder City Machine Guns and Triple X. And uh, the problem with this match is I thought it was just... Even though we're used to triple threat like matches and like six-man tags and stuff like that, I just felt like there was too much going on all at once. And I felt like there were a couple matches on this card that were suffering from that fault of booking, I guess you could say. I don't... The steel cage match. I don't agree on this one. And here's why. We have a lot going on. I do agree with you on that aspect. But I feel like this is one of those matches to get the high-flying fan stuff out of the way. Like, oh, you need some stuff? Here's some stuff for you. But you know I, what I mean? But my problem is is it's a 15, almost a 16-minute match. Like a 15, 16-minute match. And it didn't really heat up until about 10 minutes in. So it's like you have all these people that are wrestling a style that they're not... That doesn't highlight their strengths. You know what I'm saying? So... It wasn't bad by any means. I just, I felt like this could have been swapped with like maybe the Kaz or Raven match or uh, something else on the card just to really heat up the night. That's, I think, my problem with it. I got kind of annoyed with, I always get annoyed by Alex Shelley, no matter what it is, because he's a good heel, I guess. And there's several moments in this where he just does heel stuff, which is uh-huh. like that. I think it's necessary, like stepping on the afro of Black Machismo. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like things like that that are just shitball things to do. And he always finds a way to do them. Like, I think they're they're trying to tell a story. It's just there's so much going on that it's hard to give everybody their time to have their storyline characters built in. And they kind of did. Like, Sanjay had a good five minutes where he was just doing Sanjay Dutt shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's the problem with this is like, this is a really hefty ass fucking card. Whereas you have matches like this that has fucking what? Six people in it. And you get like 60 minutes, but then you have a couple short matches. So then you can really get as many people in this fucking pay-per-view as possible. And there's a lot of big fucking names on it. And this, I just feel like this would have gone over better if it was in the mid card a little bit. Higher. Yeah, for sure. And it's a spot fest. Definitely. There's spots here and there, but I mean, like you said, it's a little bit overbearing, especially after about 10 minutes of them just kind of doing like head flips and stuff. I kind of get annoyed. Yeah, I kind of just uh, phased out, but all in all, it was definitely a good match. Daniels and uh, whatever that other guy's name with that he was with, uh, I, he went to WWE. I don't remember his name. Did he? Yeah, he was uh, Kamal in WWE, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, who? Give me one second. Uh, so it Sinchi. Was... He was Sinchi in this. So, uh, low-key, maybe? That's what he's currently... He works for uh, MLW, is that what I'm saying? Didn't he currently? go to WWE, though, too? For a little bit? Very short time. I don't think he was used very well. Yeah, Co- Caval. He was Caval in WWE. Oh, okay. All right. So, that I mean, that makes sense. He was kind of cold, though, bro. They didn't use him right in WWE at all. He was kind of cold in this. Uh, I just... I'm never really a big fan of little quick roll-up finishes, though, and that's what we got to yeah. finish this match off. So, I mean, like I said, I just this match was booked really weird for me, and that's fine, I guess. But and it was a lot of talent, probably too much talent in one ring. I would say, I think it was managed better later in the one with all the other people in it. That's just way too overbearing as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it was managed better. Like it was a better laid-out match. You know what I mean? This could have been better if they would have laid it out better. All right, so this week, though, I'm really going to go ahead and hit you guys with curveballs because I don't know what it was about this pay-per-view. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed the Samoa Joe-Kurt Angle match, 
But my favorite matches on this card were like kind of really weird. And the next one is one of them. So we have Raven taking on fucking uh God damn it. Kazarian. Yeah. I was trying to I'm trying to remember his first name. Why can't I? Because he's Kaz in this. Frank Kazarian, that's what it is. Uh which Frank Kazarian's actually gonna be Christian Cage's first opponent in AEW, if you didn't know. They're wrestling uh on Wednesday. We're recording this on Monday though, so uh, I'll be excited to talk about the results of that next week with y'all. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna... This match was really fun. It was a short little match. It was like six minutes, but I got everything I needed out of it. It was just kind of in your face. Raven just always is so good on a fucking mic. And you got that and so much more out of this. I don't, I know you didn't really like it. This was like your nominee I just, for... I just think match. it was short. I, I don't think it gave enough time to showcase Raven. You know what I mean? Like, he's so much better than they gave five minutes to him. You know what I mean? Well, they he didn't need more than five minutes. They were telling a quick little story, and there was so much going on in this card that they were able to get a lot in a short amount of time. And, I mean, they, he did it. You know what I mean? I also really, really like, like, a storyline match. Like, and there's a lot of them in this, and this just didn't really have a lot of backstory for me. It was just kind of a throw on the match card. So I keep on saying it, and there's going to probably come a time where I think we kind of change the format a little bit where instead of watching random pay-per-views maybe we'll watch like uh three weeks of like uh a tv show and then maybe we watch a pay-per-view like we'll change that because the longer we're doing this the more and more i find myself not being able to appreciate the cards we're watching because i have no fucking idea what the story behind is going into it and like yeah i understand we get the uh promo video packages but i don't feel like it does it justice and Instead of being like invested like you normally would be. So I feel like down the line in the next couple weeks, we might experiment with that. We have a bunch in the pipeline, but I, I wouldn't hate doing that. How about you, Taylor? That would be a good idea. You'd have to figure it all out, though. That's a lot of work for you to lay them all out for me because I'm a big dumb idiot when it comes to finding things. Well, hey, maybe when Peacock gets their shit together, oh, we can yeah. look into it. Well, I'm holding my breath. Uh, yeah, I'm saying uh, it would be a little bit harder, too, with TNA because uh, TNA stuff is a little bit more difficult to find as far as, like, the television show. That is not uh, a super well-made well app. Let's put it that way. I'm not trying to shit on Impact Plus, but it, they recently gave me, like, six months free. So, shout-outs to you guys, by the way, of letting me... I paid for that, motherfucker. This you did not day. pay for that. <laughs> I did. I actually went and bought it. I couldn't get your shit to work. Your passwords you give me, I think, are fake passwords. None of my passwords. I think are you're just giving me like the rejection hotline, but every time I ask you for a password, you just give me a fake one. Oh my god, no! They're 100 authentic. You asked me for like a list the other day, right? Yeah, I just think like every a... one you gave me, none of them worked. Bullshit, I think that you bro. just gave me a bunch of nonsense. When was the last time you played for Peacock? I paid for it. Uh, I bought into it as well. Did you really? Yeah. You stupid bitch. <laughs> I bought into it as well. Well, hey, at least you use my Spectrum on your fucking That's one fair. I still TV. use your Hulu in my front room TV. I can't get the password to work on any of my other TVs, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only use it on, on the front room TV. I'm fucking dead. Hey, guys, we don't illegally share passwords. That would be totally not cash money. Fuck Hulu. Fuck uh, Peacock. Uh, Fuck the network. Honestly, I... I cannot wait to see the fleshing out of Peacock because it is bastardized to this point. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't feel like they were ready at all to make Listen this here, Peacock. There's only room for one of us in this town. Listen <laughs> here, Peacock. Some of us don't make a living trying to make a podcast about wrestling each and every single week. And I pay you not so much good money 
to have full access to the entire fucking archive. Tell him about it. And you're telling me? You're going to give me fucking Recipalooza and One Night Stand and that's all? I think I should come out and say it. We weren't going to even fucking watch Hard Justice this week. I mean, it was on the list. Don't get me wrong. But it was definitely, we had an ECW banger that we were going to watch this week. But thanks to uh, Peacock, there's only fucking five ECW cards right now. P-suck. One of them will end up coming up soon, though. So take a look for that. Otherwise, though, holy shit, does this, is this lame, you know? Tell me me about the finish of this Raven match, though, that you love so much. The finish of the match. I should tell you about that. What, so what really fucking got me is all it took to beat Raven was a goddamn dropkick in essence. Like, yeah, a couple, Kazarian hit a couple, yeah, Kazarian hit a couple things before the dropkick, but a dropkick? That's your finish, bro? Yeah. Really? That's all you've got? It's kind of a lame finish for sure. It it ended it as quickly as it went. I was not a big happy camper on that. Yeah. Raven got fucked. There's some good stuff and some bad stuff in this, and I think the finish of this was part of the bad stuff. Uh, I'll give you that. I but do. This, what do you think about this uh, drunken match? Well, hold on. You know what I just realized, Taylor? We've been skipping over the vignettes in between each and every single match. Oh, fucking fire him up, bro. Because before this Raven match, we find out that Kurt's wife is a hussy. She is with another man in the fucking dressing room. What? what, what and they're what? our favorite bitch-ass announcer from TNA... He's, he gets the DL, you know, he finds this out and he's, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to tell Kurt, man. He is torn. He is between a rock and a hard place. Listen, here's the thing though. He was treating her pretty bad. He called their kid a roly poly. Well, maybe their kid shouldn't be such a fucking roly poly. You know, what's beautiful to think too. 2007, you know, what was definitely on TV. Roly poly oly. So this was a relevant joke. They were really trying to hit that young ass market. That watch Roly Poly Oli on Disney Channel. So I'm proud of you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really love Kurt Angle, but you know, sometimes you gotta let your wife get get a freak on, man. Even if it's with another man in the front row while you're doing a championship fight. So you're in support of the Kurt Angle cucking two thousand. Yeah, man. I mean it's it's all it's it's all part of the it's all part of God's plan. God's plan. God wants it to happen this way, man. It's gotta happen this way, man. There's a way there's a way and there's a will. And that's the way that he becomes five belt Kurt. Well, I was not there for Perk Kurt to get cucked. Yeah, well, he was. He was into the cucking. He's the planner planner of the cuck. I mean, you do make a very fair point. <laughs> he was very engaged in the cucking of himself. Yeah. You know, sometimes you gotta cuck though. That's kind of uh how every porno ends that I've seen lately like this. <laughs> okay. They're just like, Oh, that happened. Oops. Guess we're gonna move on. Yeah. I can respect that. See? Okay. I, I, Sometimes when you're married, you're married, and just penises just have to go wherever their penises go. You know what I mean? Penises go, you know? Yeah. Penises go. <laughs> Keep saying it. Just penises go. Penises go, man. They just go. Is that the phrase we've landed on here? <laughs> you, you just said penises go like four times back to back. That's going to be your tagline for everything you do now. I'm, I'm going to get you business cards. They're going to say, Jaded Wrestling, Will Penises Go. Well, first and foremost, it's jaded wrestling, you bitch. Well, I have an accent. It's the Hoosier accent. How long have we been doing this podcast? It's the the Hoosier (laughs) accent. It's not my fault. Sometimes words come out as different words. You know what I mean? I I can respect that. God damn it, though. You son of a bitch. 
Oh, you didn't uh, know? Oh, Your ass you... better call somebody! <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> what we will talk about, though, is the fact that after the Raven match, we find out this announcer is a fucking snitch. He goes out of his way not to flat out tell Kurt that his wife is cheating on him. But Kurt's just like, he's in straight up denial, bro. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, my wife doesn't even drink, bro. You're totally lying to me. And, uh, yeah, you're wrong. Sipping some champ. Uh, but Who was she hanging out with, Eamon? Dude, I don't even know. I don't know if anybody's going to get that Eamon reference. He was a singer in the early 2000s. I know that Will doesn't know who he is, and I know that all you young people aren't going to know who he is. But I love you. Eamon. Thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you Eamon fans. Unite. Good night. We'll be here next he week. He had this song I used to make fun of all the time. Because I would hang out in this record store and they'd play his CD all the time because he thought it was hilarious. Okay. It was called I Love My Hoes was the name of the song. I love my hoes. And this is how it went. The opening chorus goes, I love my hoes, love my hoes, love my hoes. Hoes. It was such a song, man. Okay, so the next fucking match, though, is crazy. It's a barroom brawl, but I guess the barroom is just a fucking arena. And I really do appreciate the fact that they did put a little bar with a skeleton uh, on the uh, in the arena. When you do that, you shake it and you make it. That clip makes sense. My bad. Like no, you're fine. I just I'm trying to get closer to the mic, and then I end you up don't need to. You I don't. don't. No, no, you're fine. I thought that one was bad because I was far away from the mic. No, because you'll do this, and then you'll be talking. Oh, that makes sense. You're like you see how like you're at the perfect like. All right, that makes sense. Now continue with your ballroom brawl talk. Oh. Yeah, I really do appreciate the fact though that they had that bar. They had a little skeleton bartender. It was a nice little touch. But this match was fucking crazy. As soon as like it started, they were like, all right, all hell is breaking loose, baby. I don't. This is a weird. Okay, I'm all for storylines. This is a great storyline. This is also a scary, fucked up storyline from 2007. Yeah, you're right. This is uh, This would get banned on Peacock. <laughs> this would definitely not make it anywhere near WWE TV now. Yeah, uh, it was a very, very saucy. But, dude, watching it, though, I'm like, they fucking... Why did James Storm never actually go to WWE and succeed? Like he Honestly, this is a different side of James Storm than I've ever seen, too. He was ruthless. Uh, Not only ruthless, he was smiling. I've never seen him happy before. Oh, I have. He's the fucking man. He's smiling in Impact right now. I see him always as the violent James Storm. This was like a fun... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, what do you call the vindictive James Storm? Vindictive, like That's carefree. The, yeah, very carefree, but very much gonna get what he wants. And then Miss Jacqueline, I, dude, I cannot get over the fact that they made that bitch come out in Confederate flag cowboy hats. Like, well, she's we, the pride of Tennessee, man. The, she did not want the rhino smoke. Like, he tried to offer a little bit of the pack, and she was like, "No, no, no, not today, boy." Uh, because he did like get her like three different times in this match though. And it's yeah. just like, damn. All and right. every time she just weaseled her way out. Yeah. I just, you know? I was, I found this to be a very entertaining match as much as it was cringy though. Like a lot of times when the cringy matches happened, I tend to want to turn them off or skip. And this was a train wreck. You couldn't look away from. I feel like that's a good way to describe a couple of the matches on this pay-per-view, though. This one in particular, though, because of the subject matter is just so much of, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just found myself going like, the whole time. the entire time? Yeah, especially when he goes off the wagon and they just keep saying, he's off the wagon, he's off the wagon, and he's just pouring liquor down his throat. 
Well, it's like what they did with fucking Jeff Hardy. It's exactly shit. like they did what they did with Jeff Hardy. It's exactly what they did with Jeff Hardy, and it made me uncomfortable when they did it with him too. So you know, why is it any better in Impact? But it's this not, is a perfect way to was show. Was Dusty writing at this time? Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. He was writing for TNA for a long time. I don't think he was writing for them at this point. He wasn't. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me Dusty. I don't remember Dusty Rhodes writing for Impact. He was. I was reading that he created the lockdown pay-per-view on accident <laughs> this week. He was t- making a joke because he was tired of how many cage matches were going on in the pay-per-views. And he was like, why don't we just put all the fucking matches in cages? And Dixie was like standing around him and heard him, overheard him, and was like, that's a great idea. We'll make it lockdown. It'll be a pay-per-view with all cage matches. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was in TNA from 2003 to 2005. So, so this was after. Uh, so I don't want to go ahead and talk too much about this because uh, I'm actually not here. educated on this. Yeah. But I'm going to come back with you next week. And we're going to talk about fucking Dusty Rhodes. Isn't it a funny creation of lockdown, though, that that's how it was created? So we're kind of in purgatory right now with what we do when we come back from break. And uh, I think next week I'm going to do my homework. And we're going to talk about fucking Dusty Rhodes booking for impact for 15 minutes yeah you about that taylor uh, i think that he tried to book like a controversial angle and got kicked for it well cool gotta fucking educate myself yep. this week and then i'm gonna tell you people about it next week not you people i didn't mean to say it that way all of the beautiful people who are part of the jaded rossum family that sounds good are we going to break or something no 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 we still got another match about okay good talk uh well we didn't even actually finish this match now that i think about it so anyway i think this remember last week when we talked about a match where there was unnecessary props everywhere this was another perfect example but this wasn't like that i didn't wasn't annoyed by the match props in this you know what i mean i was annoyed at the disrespect of the skeleton bartender i'll tell you what well that's fair but i think that everything they had seemed to fit on where it was you know what i mean it didn't seem like it was tacky but it didn't seem like it was like fuck this is tacky you know what i mean yeah. like the other day when we watched that pay-per-view it was like this is stupid that that's sitting there well it's not like when wwe did it with jeff hardy and sheamus where they just put a fake bar in like the backstage area and they're like backstage brawl or bar room brawl they were like we're gonna put a bar in the ring but like it was a saloon they turned the fucking ring into a saloon just like the old hard justice days oh baby bang, bang. where's the fucking revolvers Is that your one singular cowboy tune for the night? Sit need a tumbleweed to roll by. Fucking get me on some redemption (laughs) shit. Yeehaw, partner. Did you ever play that game? Did you ever meet the baby eating guy? No. There's a guy, he's like, I heard you eat babies. (laughs) He's in the game, I swear. So let me go on a 30 second rant about Red Dead Redemption 2. Talk about it. I, I didn't fucking like it, that game. Okay, talk about it. Why? Because, wow, that was loud. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, I hated the game because, like, they did this thing where they tried to uh, make it more realistic. So every time you were in camp, you couldn't run, right? So you'd walk into camp, and you would just walk at the fucking pace of a snail. And so, so many times in that game, you would end up wanting to, like, go and do these missions. But then it would take five years once you get to a certain point, like once you're within a certain radius of the objective goal or like you're in the camp or something like that, you slow down. So it makes the game take longer for absolutely no good fucking reason other than to make it more authentic. And yeah, I played it for like an hour and a half and said, well, 
fuck this. <laughs> so what you're saying is you didn't like the game smooth skin? I guess. Oh, I do love Fallout, though. <laughs> I am a big Fallout fan. I will tell you, though, you're thinking of Bethesda, not Rockstar. Whatever, I'm the same guy. I don't play video games. I only play Madden and NHL games. Okay, I can respect that. I can respect that. Well, we do have uh, a couple more things to talk about, though. Uh, like the fact that James Storm slapped Rhino in the back of the head with a beer bottle to get the three count. This match was really good. It was obviously kind of a blood feud. Ah, it was obviously kind of a blood feud type deal uh, with a lot of repercussions and everything like that. We're getting into saucy territory. Do you think that this card had too much blood in it? Depends on who you ask. I'm asking you. Do you think it had too much blood in it? I like juice. I, I don't have a problem with it either. I just think at some point, like, especially with that match later, it's like, you have to have blood. And it's like, why? <laughs> I feel as long as the performers are being safe and they're using it as a vehicle to tell a story, yeah. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. When it's just to have when it's just blood to have blood, eh, but they were trying to tell a very intense story right And this. I think it's a perfect way to angle it to make the match more interesting too. I agree with you. And to be real with you, at two thousand seven in WWE there were people still getting color as well. Like so it wasn't unpopular for people to bleed all over like WWE, so for Impact to want to do it, you know, I get that. Yeah. And I felt like it was properly used in this pay-per-view for the most part, you know? I was I was satisfied with it. Uh, what I'm really interested, though, is I always fucking forget that R-Truth was in fucking Impact. And ripped in Impact as well. Bro, he is going to fuck Pac-Man Jones up! He this, is gonna tear that ass up. I'm honestly a little disappointed in the hard in the hard truth Pac-Man Jones angle though, because I like you said, we don't get the whole story, so we don't know what happens after this. But this is such a like a I want Pac-Man to wrestle, you know what I mean? Or like strike back or anything. You know what I mean? Like other mm -hmm. than talk, like I was so anticipate on him doing something. And it just didn't happen. You know what <laughs> I mean? And it's just like that was a letdown for me because of all the great celebrity acts we've seen lately in wrestling. Are you telling me that they edged you out with Pac-Man Jones? I wanted Pac-Man to do more because we've seen Pat McAfee light up a ring in the last six months. You know, we've seen Shaq light up a ring in the last six months. Uh, and, and it's just Pac like Pac-Man Jones, Jones literally does nothing. <laughs> like nothing. And he was a fan when he was a kid. Like jump off the ropes. Like. Do Give me something. fucking something. But You're just poking at it. You're like, here's Come the on. reason why he didn't do anything is because he was still in an NFL contract, and he did not want to get hurt. I mean, I can respect that. Yeah, it was an off season. He was in the off season, <laughs> so he was like doing it for fun. And they were trying to make it seem like he was going to come to Impact full time. Yeah, he wasn't going to do that. He was still in an NFL contract, but not for long. Or he could have been in one of his many, 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 many legal problems that he had. Uh, just a couple, dude. I'm telling you, the sexual tension between us and the NFL podcast—it's there, man. I've done to do it, bro. We, whenever we you hit know, up James, it. I felt like even fucking Kevin be a part of it. Uh, by the way, we gotta find out if Kevin has a fucking PS4. Gotta text him after this. Do it. Uh, but anyway, we have one more match we're gonna talk about before we uh, move on. And here's the thing. I don't want to talk poorly about this match. But you know me. I am not a big New Age Outlaws fan. However, 
I respect the fuck out of them. And we are in a place where Brian James is not in a very good health, like, standing. He uh, recently had a heart attack. And so instead of sitting here and not being the biggest fan, honestly, though, this was one of the better Brian James moments in TNA I've seen. So I will say that. But overall, I this was not my favorite match, and this was actually my pinpointed skip the match. I disagree, but you know why. We'll go ahead and talk about it for a couple minutes. And I then we'll love hit these break. guys. I always have. I can't help it. He's fun to me. I enjoy this this Kip James. I enjoy this angle for him. It's the same, but he's a little bit more reckless, a little bit more of a tough guy, like an old school Dustin Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like big shoulders. Well, did you just call him Kip James? Yeah. He was BG James. Well, I, it's Kip James too. That's what they kept calling him too. Or is he Kip James? That no, was, Brian or that Billy was, uh, Kid was. Uh... They. Flip me. Isn't his name Kip? Yeah, no. Billy Gunn was uh, Kip. Really? I was mad confused. That name thing fucks me up. I thought it was weird that they had Roxy LaVou with her, though. I don't know who she Laveau. is. LaVou. Who's she? You know Roxy LaVou. We've seen her. Have we? She's a, she's a classic impact knockout. Is she? Honestly, this match wasn't bad at all, and it served its purpose. On and and I think I think just like them... You're facing two guys that really do the same match every time they're in the ring in the Latin American exchange. Because Homicide and Hernandez are the same guys every time you see them. You know what I mean? Like, you never see a match with a Latin American exchange where it's not like Hernandez hitting like three clotheslines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Homicide does the same head flip move. You know what I mean? It's the same match till today. Whenever they're there, it's the same match. Oh, no, without so, a doubt. I think that it tends to be a little boring when you've seen them wrestle a lot. You know what I mean? And like they're very well liked tag team in Impact Wrestling, so a lot of times they do wrestle on the like the even on the greatest matches shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I've seen a lot more uh Latin American exchange than I want to lately. Well, since this was a match you did enjoy, though, go ahead and run me through the finish, and then we'll go ahead and cut for break. So here's the finish. So Roxy, whatever her name is, what's her last Roxy name? Roxy Laveau. I can't say her last name. So, so who's your thing? Roxy Laveau. So she throws uh, dust in the Latin American exchange's eyes. I think Hernandez. And he falls over and then gets pinned. So uh, Chavo Guerrero runs out of the crowd. Ch <laughs> it was Chavo. It was. It? it was Hector. Sorry. It was, it was Hector. Hector? Yeah, it was Hector Guerrero. I'm sorry. Wrong one. So Hector Guerrero runs out of the crowd. He's the Spanish announcer, by the way. That's why he's there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So Hector Guerrero runs out, and he's a feud with LAX. They don't like each other. And he tells the ref that uh, they cheated and that the Latin American exchange should not be or should not have lost that match, and it's bullshit. <laughs> so the ref restarts the match, and then immediately there's a roll-up finish, and Latin American exchange wins. All right. Okay. <laughs> so they leave out, and they're still like walking by Hector and be like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. As they're leaving, even though he just saved them and helped them win the match. Wow, what dicks. Yeah. Fuck them. Let's go ahead and take a break. All right, now that we're back from break, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, we are no longer talking about this week in current wrestling. So I'm going to go ahead and give Taylor the opportunity to talk to us about the Marine because that's what he wanted to do this week and he watched it for the first time. Okay. So, Taylor, here's your... So I went into this MTV movie. Okay. It's an MTV movie, right? No, I'm it's pretty a WWE sure movie? it's WWE, yeah. Oh, whatever, same thing. I thought it was made by the same people that make the MTV movies. Anyway, so... <laughs> what year do you think this was made? 
I can tell you what year it was made. I'm Guess. pretty sure it was like 2008 or seven. Okay. I went and saw it in theaters, if I remember correctly. All right. So I do not like action films most of the time. I will be the first to say that there has been very few action films in the last 20 years that I've been like, you know what? 2006. Fire-ass movie. You know what I mean? Like Speed with Keanu Reeves. That was a fire-ass movie. Not that many action films, though. Do you not like The Transporter? No. How about not. The Transporter 2? No. How about The like Transporter 3? Crank or Crank 2 either. <sighs> Bro, I fucking love the Crank movies. No, I'm out. So anyway, I went into this thinking this is going to be a big heaping pile of dog shit. Because okay. it's John Cena in an action movie, so fuck my life, right? Well, you're wrong. Um, I was wrong. I was pleasantly surprised by the over bombs, the bombs that are just giant and fucking huge Mondo explosions when they should have just been small explosions. And now you just want to fight the world because of explosions. Right? And honestly, I, I love John Cena's square head. I love it all, bro. He, he doesn't have a square head anymore. What happened to his square head? He used to have a fucking block head, man. It's because of his haircut. Yeah, I think the old pants also make his head more square because they're so large and wide. <laughs> what the fuck? Pants don't do anything to Well, it the, changes the shape of his body. He has those fucking stupid-ass carpenter jeans on. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> John Cena's going to beat the shit out of you. That's cool. So here's the thing. So his wife gets kidnapped by, um, who the fuck is that guy? That guy is, uh, somebody fucking famous. The bad guy? He's a bad, oh, he's the Terminator. Not Arnold, but the future Terminator? Yeah, I know what you're talking about from Terminator 2. Yeah, so I was looking at him and I was like, oh man, John Cena's fighting a familiar face. Let's see who this is. Oh, it's the fucking Terminator and John Cena beats his ass. Nah, but it was a good movie. He, uh, he becomes the Terminator. Yeah, so I would say, uh. If you want to watch John Cena's square head in a movie, watch Trainwreck, but also watch this. All right, so that's Taylor's take on the Marine in one and a half minutes. Yep. Let's go ahead and keep this pay-per-view going, I guess, then. So right after that, we have a match, and it involves Robert Roode, another wasted fucking talent of WWE, if you ask me. He takes on Eric Young, who, I tell you what, not only is Eric Young another wasted WWE talent, because he uh, was in fucking WWE as well, but holy shit, the glow up on Eric Young. He can do anything. I'm when convinced I watch, again. He's so good at being an old, angry man and a young, not angry man. When I watch Eric Young in TNA back then, I'm like, holy shit, who was like, this is where he's going to be now. I am blown away in the best way. Like, shout outs to you, Eric Young, for the fucking character development. But holy shit, dude, you are absolutely going at it. But this was a good fucking match. Like Eric Young's gimmick was horrible back then. I didn't think so. I find it to be. Uh, I find it appealing. I mean, like I hated the blonde hair. That's really what got me. But he could really fucking go at it in a ring. And Robert Roode, man, holy shit, he's his a hair stud. is mad annoying though. What the long hair? He's got like a cowardly lion hair. I always think no, of the Wizard of Oz. No, if no. I were the king of the forest, him with the long hair and a beard is a big ass vibe, and I'll take it all day. He's dope, though. That's not me complaining. Oh, I love Because Robert I really, Roode. really like Robert Roode. You can complain about Robert Roode all you want. I think want, he had wrong. a pretty fine WWE career. I know he wasn't, like, top of the pops or anything. He's still but... in WWE. He's the tag team champion right now. I really? Believe, with uh, Dolph Ziggler. I take that back because I had no idea he was still in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Let me walk that one back. I am, like, 99.9% .9 sure him and Dolph Ziggler are currently the SmackDown tag team champion. Are they really? <laughs> Let's go to WWE's champion website right now. But I'm <laughs> like... 
fucking crazy. I know that sounds horrible because I do actually watch SmackDown on a regular basis, <laughs> yeah, but I completely am blanking right now. Are. <laughs> I am blank ranking. I don't um, be watching TV. Wow, I haven't been on WWE.com in a long time, and holy shit, does this look weird. Uh, Taylor, go. Oh, shit. Let's talk about this real quick. Rob Van Dam going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Is uh, he retired? I think, yeah, he is. He's retired. Is he, he though? Or? Yeah, he retired. When? Right after he left Impact. He hasn't wrestled since. It's been a year. Well, that doesn't mean he's retired. He's retired. He's, so getting, he's hanging. He's hanging. He's doing movies now. Wow. I, by the way, I won't let you guys know that. Holy shit, is it atrocious to navigate the WWE website these days. Can we also say that uh, Great Khali doesn't get near enough respect? I've seen him shit on more this week since he made it into the Hall of Fame than anybody else. Doesn't that make you mad? Bro, has anyone ever seen The Longest Shard with Adam Sandler? He's and gr- about a million and a half fucking WWE superstars. I just, I get upset because I know how much he did for Indian wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, without him, it's it's a whole different ball game. And I think I get upset because people tend to, like, skip over that and just remember him being this big Ofi guy. Which I guess he kind of is. But... That kind of pisses me off. Like, people just shut the fuck up and let him get in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm totally here for it, and I'm really happy for him. I have always enjoyed the great Kali. Uh, we, didn't we watch a fucking Punjabi prison match? We did. It? it was fucking awesome with Batista. But I don't, I don't think it was Kali. It was the one with Batista. Or not Batista, Batista and Kali. They both were in it. No, I think it was uh, Batista and Big Show. Are you sure? It was Kali. I know it was. Okay, maybe. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Big Show was in The Undertaker one then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, did you know that Dolph Ziggler dated uh, um, Amy Schumer? Wait, what? Yeah, that's a real thing. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, Zigrood or whatever their fucking name is. They are currently uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Riggler. It took me that. It's Riggler. Riggler? <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it took me so long because WWE fucking dot com is not the website it used to be. Yeah, I feel you. So uh, back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? We were just talking about something interesting and I forgot it. Oh, yeah. Back to uh, Amy Schumer. So, uh, yeah, she talks about it a lot. Dating that man. I bet that. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I do remember it. She's taller than him. Taller than him? I think. I'm pretty sure he's a short little fuck. He is short as fuck. I actually really like him, though. I don't know why I just called him a short little fuck. I guess he's not going to want to listen to the podcast next time. Yeah, there's some fucking respect on his name. But let's Damn, go. Dolph. I'm sorry I called you a short little fuck, my G. But maybe we should go ahead and talk about the simulation match, though. Because it was interesting, man. Can you say what that is again? Humiliation match? All right, you got it. Okay, cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Actually, let's talk about this. What the fuck is up with Mrs. Brooks? Does she wear, like, a fucking super push-up bra? Or I'm, I'm intrigued that she's Nelson from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, the, like, explain that a little bit more. See, to just me. the entire match, I can just hear her voice from across the stadium. Ha-ha! 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 And it's just like, shut up! I hate you! Oh, dude, she's the worst! She's the worst. And I've seen a lot of annoying people in my life, but man, is she at the top of the list right now. Uh. She must suck. Suck, suck, suck at life. Just imagine her voice just all the time. She's like watching Friends and Ross is like says something funny. He's like, we're on a break. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. Well, I never watch uh, fucking so Friends. So you don't no. know that we're on a break joke? Nope. Okay. All right. I'm, we'll I'm going to live my life. Everybody else listening to this who has seen Friends and actually knows about comedy, you get that joke. And that makes me happy. 
Oh. Guess I'm going to never live the rest of my life. Yeah, you just missed out on one of the greatest sitcoms ever made. So the thing is, he uh, hooked up with another girl while they were on a break. Yeah, but uh, Rachel was uh, didn't said they were on a break, but she didn't want a break, so she just wanted to still be dating. So she always holds it against uh, against Ross, and whenever she brings it up, he goes, "We're on a break." So I'm gonna tell you the craziest thing right now. What? You know why I don't know about Friends? Why? I chose it to be that way. <laughs> well, I know, but you messed up, so I'm trying to help you out. All right, so want to go ahead and run me through the finish of this humiliation match? Oh, I thought you were going to say the finish of that episode of Friends. Oh, fuck yeah, no. I guess so. Okay, you want to get to the end of this match that fast? What do you have to talk about? It It was an interesting match. We, you know, built up both Oh, we players. have talked. I guess we've talked yeah, a lot Yeah, come about on. It. Have you not been... So, uh, you just zone out for the last five minutes? I don't know. I think that what we didn't talk about is that the lead into this match was the tar and feathering of Eric Young. Well, yeah. Okay, Which well, is kind of weird. Again, another thing that I don't know that is a thing that... Maybe... And it's not exclusively the only tar and feathering. <laughs> yeah, so um, he they're in this match because Eric Young pulls down Robert Rude's shorts to show that he wears thongs. Mantis! Yes! I saw the mantis. Yeah, so they were nice. Um, and then, uh, so in revenge, he tar and feathers Eric Young, which doesn't seem like an eye for an eye to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get that. They're definitely not equivalent whatsoever. Like they're like, oh, you pulled down my underwear. Let's go ahead and take this very old school humiliation tactic <laughs> that is very like racist, <laughs> racist, and not good at all. And let's just bring it into wrestling. South's wrestling. All right. Uh, but Mrs. Brooks ends up getting tar and feathered herself. Yeah, that's because she's annoying. I'm, That's what the people wanted. The people got what they needed to get. And I was I was one of those people. So I was I, happy I, for I it. think at the end of this match, I stood up and clapped. <laughs> you were just sitting in the middle of your living room, standing up, giving a like, yeah, it was standing like, ovation. Eric Young! Fuck you, Miss Brooks. Yeah, oh, she's God. mad annoying. Real, real fucking annoying. Not a fan. Who the fuck is Chris Harris? We've seen him before. Have we? He was like a TNA original... Here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and cut it right now. This is a skip the match. Not because I don't enjoy gold. I don't. Not because I don't see. Not because I don't enjoy seeing Dustin Rhodes. That's not it at all. Uh, when we first got into the podcasting game, I had a couple friends reach out to me and say that uh, that was a really rough time for Dustin. And doing a little bit more research, I can validate that. And I have nothing but respect and love for Dustin Rhodes. And I really appreciate what he's done for the wrestling world and what he's continuing to do for the wrestling world. Uh, so out of respect for Dustin Rhodes, I've chosen this to be the skip the match. Uh, so, yeah, we love you, Dustin Rhodes. I think Taylor wants to just shout out a little bit. but Okay, so I know that we're going to move right on past this and we're going to pretend like Black Rain didn't happen. But before we did do pretend like Black Rain didn't happen... I do want to put some context to the character because I feel like it is such an interesting persona of his that never got tapped into because of the problems he was having in his personal life. Oh. It's 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 such a cool fucking character, dude. Like from the outfit to the face makeup, and I'm not a face makeup guy. Like it's such a cool fucking character, dude. I I'll be real with you. It's he, his cactus jack. It's his cactus jack. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it, and so that's what kind of bums me that we are going to skip this match because 
I understand why this is a dark time for his life. And like I said, I want to show respect to that. But I, I enjoyed this. So it's not like we're skipping it because we didn't want to fucking watch or anything. And most of the time, that's the reason we would skip a match. But he's right. And I did do some research on it as well. And it's not something that we want to dive into. But just know, very cool design of an outfit. So whoever designed the outfits, big thumbs up to you. And I will say, since we're busting into the interview world, since we're busting into the interview world, Dustin, if you ever do want to come out and talk about this, please, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it these days. Or anything. We can just talk about anything you want. I want to talk about uh, um, you doing a uh, little weird stuff with Ramon, too, in that one pay-per-view, because that was mad interesting. You know where he was, like, hitting on Razor Ramon? Yeah, I did not know where you were going with that Funny for a yourself. second. Okay, I missed that. I missed uh, that. The we fucking should... in your house we watched? Yeah, I missed that. I miss everything about him. Did I tell you about Goldust and my dad? No. So the other day we were watching wrestling when I was on vacation in Indiana, and Goldust comes on, and it's like weird Andronimus Goldust with his like wig. And like my dad is just like, what the fuck is that thing? Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like, that's Goldust, dad. He's that's like, not very cash money of your dad. <laughs> well, as soon as he took the hair off, I think he recognized him. Oh my god! Oh, he's like, oh, okay. Oh, it's gold dust. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on to another sleeper of a match. This was another one of my favorite matches because who is one of my favorite tag teams of all time, Taylor? Three D. No, <laughs> they're one of my favorite tag teams. I do. Of all I time. trust me. I do love the. Uh, I do love the Dudleys, but man, the Steiner brothers will always hold a place. Near and dear to my I heart. I was ready to shit on this, like when I saw the vignettes, because it Rick, was so good. Because Rick looks so old. I, was, I know. I, I was about to start talking shit about him, and then like the match got started, and he went into the regular old uni, and I was like, "Oh, old school Rick's back." Never mind. Let me just stop. And then he could. He didn't look great, but you couldn't tell. I definitely could tell, but I was very happy with the amount of effort that he put forward. Well, I mean, it's like what was this? Almost. 20 years out of its prime scott's the same way scott's way out of shape in this and not ready well you know me i'm not a big fan of big papa pump scott steiner so to have him with rick when he hit the frankensteiner dude i popped which one (laughs) that super fucking yeah i I popped hard for it and i was ready for him to do the uh the steiner recliner too it was so close did you notice that team 3d did the fucking uh doomsday device too I was like, okay. Here's my thing, though, about... This is a weird era for them, because... Bubba does not look good. Yeah, he goes through a... Well, in ECW, he was just as big. He was just as big, but he didn't look bad like that. Like, he just looked like he's in a rough spot. And I'm not talking shit about him, because he looks incredible, and he's a fucking icon. Oh, an absolute icon. Uh, but it, One it, of the people that best... I would say, if I was making him out rush more for people able to get heat, he goes on that. Uh, look at him, like, four... Five, six years from this point, though, in Impact? Where he fucks Brooke Hogan? Uh, that's a little bit more than that. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think Aces and Eights was like 2016, 17, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on that. But, dude, this was a fun little fucking match. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on it because this is like, weirdly enough, go watch this match. I, that's what I can say about it. This is a match that you wouldn't expect to be really fucking good. But for what I it think is, you do expect it though if you look at the names because Bubba does his classic heel tactics and goes straight for the scars on Rick's back. You know but, what I mean? But it's Rick Steiner way out of his prime. Yeah. So, and I know that's weird to say because him and Scott are very similar in age, but Scott Steiner at this point in Impact, people loved him still. 
uh sky the steiner mouth promo was like a right around this era and that's to this day still replayed on impact's fucking greatest hits like every single i think day. this was way after that that had been like four or five years after that because he's in that he had still the stripe well i mean 2007 like impact only came around in 2003 or four so i guess maybe you're right yeah i am very much right I he think, looks very old i think steiner mass was after this i think steiner looks, mass was like 2010 he changed yeah, that fucking weird beard he has in this and i think it made him look younger again because that made him look super old all i all i know is i was really satisfied and scott really went out of his way to show how fucking athletic he was mm-hmm. like it looked a little bit rough but how old was like he's old as hell now like let me get his age real quick i don't know it off the top of my head so scott steiner currently is 58 so minus uh what 14 years no he wasn't that old 41 for what he was doing at that size yeah fair enough. so it's it's easy to say like oh well people do that shit at this that age but scott steiner's a heavyweight He's borderline up super heavyweight. Think about all the people in wrestling in the early days. They were all that old, though. Every one of them. And that's... <laughs> but they were doing shit like that. They were fucking doing rest holds for days, baby. Yeah, fair enough. So it's like Scott Steiner, like, people... Even me. I don't give Big Papa Pump as much credit as he gets because I don't like that whole persona of him. But as far as the tag team, the Steiner Brothers will forever be one of my favorite tag teams. And that's really what I have to say about it. And they came down with the fucking dub like it was nothing after hitting a top rope bulldog for the win, man. So, yeah, it was a great old time. And we get back to these fucking Kurt little... So afterwards, we get back to these little Kurt vignettes. And Kurt, once again, is still in full-blown denial. He's uh, starting to cry a little bit, though. Man, you watch your old lady, man, get busy on the on the in the same house as you are. Uh, uh, Joe Dunn brought in her boyfriend and everything to the part pay-per-view. She was ready to get it, and I was feeling for Kurt on the big, big. It was so, so fucking uh, sad, and I could not... You know, it really got me feeling away for Kurt. Like, he didn't deserve to be cucked like that. Maybe he did. Man, what, what, do, you, what do you have against Kurt? Today? I don't have nothing against Kurt. I, I love think you Kurt. have something against Here's Kurt. Here's the thing. Kurt, you know, you get so wrapped in your medals and your accomplishments, and you forget about that young lady you got on your arm. And you can't forget about your young lady that you got on your arm or she'll go find another bald guy to be with. And that's what she fucking did. She found another bald guy. Well, let's go ahead and sidebar the Kurt stuff because uh, we have about a 10-minute chaotic fucking car crash to get through. And that's this fucking next match, which was a doomsday chamber of blood match. Between Abyss, Andrew Martin, and Sting taking on Christian's Coalition, which had Christian Cage, AJ Styles, and Tomko. What do you feel about this match, Taylor? Tell so, me about it. Uh, this is the best Sting match I've ever seen. It was really good on him, wasn't I it? I do not like Sting, and I've thoroughly enjoyed this Sting. How about Tess? How did you feel about Tess? In this? I felt great, dude. I let him look who, he, who up who he is, first of all. Just seeing the look on your face tells me that you were probably blown away by a bunch of people you've consistently hated the entire well, I, time you've watched wrestling. I do. And I think that every time I watch Tess, I kind of get annoyed. But he didn't do the... Okay. The intro run? Awful. <laughs> it he was runs so like a fucking robot. He runs like that guy in that Kanye West video with the giant shoulders. Oh my god. Why are you going to do him like that? <laughs> it don't make any sense. He runs like he's he's a Roblox character. A Roblox? Roblox. 
I don't know what that is. Oh, man. Everybody else out there will. You're just too old. Uh, My son plays Roblox. They're just big blocks people. They're made of blocks. Yeah, nope. Yep, you, that's what he looks like. Are you talking like. about Minecraft? No, it's it's kind of the same idea. It's the new Minecraft. People like it. The new Minecraft. Yeah, okay. you don't know Roblox. I guess I've just aged out, bro. Man, messing up. Not on the cusp of... Uh, that's all my son does is play Roblox. He loves it. He's like, give me some Robux for my Roblox. <laughs> Robux? Yeah, Robux for my Roblox. Oh, God, kill me now. Yeah, fuck my life, right? Oh, so God. anyway, uh, Abyss, always a pleasure. Uh, AJ Styles, he was always nice a pleasure. young in this match, though. Everybody in this. I was very much pleasured by everybody in this. Ooh, they pleasured They pleasured you. me. Tomko and Abyss. What a threesome. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. If you do not think Christian is the fucking man, and he is a sidebar to Edge, go watch this. I love him getting heat. I think this pay-per-view, like, towards the end of it, the only thing I can say about the like ass end of this pay-per-view is you need to go fucking watch I think matches. people consider him to be that lovable guy he was in WWE and forget how much heat he was able to pull Bro, he in. was a vampire in WWE. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> that was lovable, though. It was lovable with his stupid fucking over-the-top glasses. <laughs> he was lovable. All right. What about in the puffy shirts? Yeah. He's the very, Pirates very, of the Caribbean boys? He was Gangrel. He was a, a little... He was Gangrel? He was a little pretty Gangrel. Oh, my God. He was Gangrel in his prime. <laughs> I totally botched his he name. I'm not going to move on with it. He got the Fountain of Youth. It's Gangrel with the Fountain of Youth. Okay. I, I can throw some respect on that. Did you just shit yourself? <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord, Taylor. Man, better out than in, I always say. But this match, I felt like with how much was going on, it should have... This match should have got a little bit more time, but I feel like it suffered with this card going over so long and with so much that they had to do with it. I don't think that this was too short. There was a lot that had to happen. Well, no, I didn't say that it was too short. I felt with how it was paced and everything, it was supposed to have more time, but they didn't have that time, so they went, okay, this is what we need to get in, and this is what we have the time to do. Do you think the cut from Christian's piece of glass on an abyss's face was intentionally that deep? Never. But I also, like I said, I think this match was a little bit rushed. I thought they, I feel like they maybe expected to have a little bit more time, but by the time they got to this match, they were like, all right, well, we need at least 20 minutes for the main event, which it didn't even get 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying? They're like, we need to get this fucking going. And these are the spots you need to hit. And if we don't, you're not going to succeed, right? So they made sure by any means necessary. So instead of having a really cool, fun match, you ended up getting a fucking car crash. Because... I honestly thought it was a fun match. It was, but I just... It was a little too chaotic for me. It was just... The pace was so quick. You when know you what I mean? start off a match with something called the Doomsday Chamber of Blood match... You start to get your hopes up for what it could be. A lot like, uh, what is that? The, the Chamber of Horrors the match. Fireworks, the fireworks barbed wire match. Oh, you mean the Whatever. exploding barbed yeah. wire death match? Like it's a name that provokes violence. So what you expect is violence and you got violence out of this. Like I don't think it under delivered what it said it was. You know what I mean? I, you're not wrong, a hundred percent. And it I think was, that was my gripe with the barbed wire death match was that it didn't the, it, the ending didn't suffice the rest of the match. You know what I mean? I think it is fun that Impact was very big on using just straight up broken glass as a fucking gimmick. <laughs> Here's a question though: Do you think it was real glass or do you think it was sugar glass? I don't know that there's is there a difference. Do you not know what sugar glass is? Here's the deal: You know how I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about Dusty Rhodes booking an Impact uh, next week. 
I want you to tell me what you've learned about sugar glass. Because I'm very familiar with sugar glass. Does it cut? I'll have you learn about it. But I'll tell you. There's going to be a spot that you remember. Remember when Kurt Angle threw fucking Shane through that glass and he had to do it like six times? The reason why is because it was real glass and not sugar glass. That's what I'll leave you with on that. But let's go ahead and wrap this match up. Tell me about the finish real quick. Wait before we do. So when Abyss comes out with that bag, I had this funny idea that it would be funny if he didn't bring like glass or tacks like you would expect, but he brought something that was super beloved. Like, a like imagine he just runs out and dumps like bunnies into the ring. <laughs> oh my god. Or maybe just something really weird, like some sponges. Yeah, he's just like, time to clean. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of blood in this match, and we need to get this ring ready and sanitary yeah, for the next match. And <laughs> like Clorex. <laughs> <laughs> Things are about to get bloody. <laughs> I'm a madman about cleanliness. <laughs> It's the stupidest thing ever. And you know what? But we're going to roll with it. <laughs> but yeah, tell me the finish, man. Tell but... me the finish. You don't know, do you? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember. So uh, so the finish is Cage escapes out of the ring because they open a spot with they block Sting out and he finds his way in by uh -huh. slipping the barbed wire over. So Cage leaves the ring and leaves his, his family and his brothers to die. <laughs> he just leaves his man fucking out in he, the Tom open. goes like knocked out in the corner and AJ Styles getting like slammed onto a bed of glass and he's just like, Alright guys, see you later. You got this. <laughs> Call me next week. Yeah, I'm so proud of you guys. You're really doing it. And yeah, he was so surprised to find out that they lost. The instant classic had the instant bounce. <laughs> it was it was a good match. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was like I said, just like you said earlier, the whole like car crash you can't look away from that was this for me but this this and those two other matches were like my three favorite which leads us to the main event which the, i enjoyed thoroughly i enjoyed but here's the problem with it i hated the kurt angle like wife gimmick i feel like it really took away from this match it didn't feel like it was, they were ever able to kind of escalate it to that they weren't able to take it this this should have been booked like a brock lesnar kurt angle situation did you expect her to turn yeah you expected her to turn back to kurt with how ridiculous kurt was acting yeah it's just a you were expected it before you saw the finish that that was gonna happen i just remembered it okay okay because that was a shocker for me yeah. i was not prepared for that at all <laughs> you like, were bamboozled see, it was you? a complete twist it was an m night Shyamalan twist well, I just want to let you know that you just took the explanation of this match from about four to five minutes to about 30 seconds. That's all right. We're going to talk about the match because Samoa Joe on a microphone. Holy shit. Okay. There are certain wrestlers, right, that exclusive WWE fans just didn't know existed, right? Samoa Joe was one of them. And holy shit, did you guys just miss out? Samoa Joe was so good. And he was one of the first people in Impact that I had ever noticed. He's moving his way up my top wrestler list so fast. I didn't cry, but I was so overwhelmed with joy when I saw Samoa Joe end up in fucking WWE with everyone else. That was back when NXT was... That was back when NXT was really hitting all cylinders and everything, too. So to see him come in and really put in that fucking work 
was something incredible. But they really botched his intro. Like, you have to go watch his first intro in NXT, like his debut, because his intro music, it has, like, all the potential to be the most intimidating, badass theme song in the world. And then it's like, it gets to, like, the drop where the beat's supposed to drop, and it's supposed to get, like, really hard as hell. And then it ends up going to, like, SpongeBob. Like, do you remember the fucking jellyfish like music yeah it like goes to like that no but like (laughs) even like that but like very chill i'll have to show you it afterwards it's just so bad if you remember watching that though while listening to this you'll know exactly what i'm talking about it just got you so hyped up and it fell so flat but this match didn't fall flat it's Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle, and they're both in their prime. Like, what else do you expect but a fucking bang? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, I think I got everything I wanted out of it. Um, My only complaint was the fact that they kept milking the fact that his wife was at ringside with that numb nuts or whatever. I felt like they were trying to do, like, a Hulk, Hank, Hulk Hogan angle where he boosts himself up. You know what I mean? Where uh-huh. he, as he goes on, he draws into being less and less. He's taking from and, that experience to make him right, win right. the match. And that was the plan. And I don't think that it got executed properly to what you said, but at the same time, it worked for me. I was not as interested in it that as I was the match because I was... It's just such a good match, dude. Oh, dude. It's... There's a couple different Smojo Kurt Angle matches from TNA that like are definite must watches if you're not familiar with this golden era of TNA. I think the matches between Smojo and Kurt Angle are up there with Kurt Angle's matches with Brock Lesnar though. There's some of his Samoa best Samoa Joe and AJ Styles as well from TNA. Oh dude, I'm telling you like I understand it was on a smaller scale and everything like that, but I really... They were at the top of the company. I'll die on this <laughs> While hill. Kurt was hurt. They Im- were doing the same things that these two guys were doing right after this. Impact does not get the credit it, does, it fucking deserves. Like, they, they have a lot of bad angles, and uh, I'll give you a little hint. We are working on a potential documentary-style video about a really bad fucking TNA angle that you might have heard about on this podcast already. Uh, but still... I think the good outweighs the bad, especially from this period. And I'll have to give credit to my man, Vince Russo, because I'm pretty sure he was actually booking it back then. So I think he's a guy that I'm coming around on. I don't want to at all. Uh, But I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt, because other than the fact that he says bro way too fucking much, I have listened to a couple of his takes lately, and I don't absolutely hate it. But I'm still very much on the outs with that man. So I'll put I mean, you could way. play that game with so many people though. You could do it with Lawler. Oh man. You know what I mean? Don't J- even you could me do it with JBL. I was actually listening to a fun story the other day that, uh, Jerry Lawler, like he was the most lax fucking booker in the world. Like he, <laughs> he wouldn't even bother booking a show until the night before. Like he'd be driving home from like a spot show or something like that. And he'd be writing down the matches for the next night on like a piece of paper on the ride home like the dude just didn't give a shit and he'd be like he'd be calling the matches to everyone like as he's putting up on his gear like he'd be in the back like locker room putting on his boots and he'd be like all right so this is the match right this is gonna be the finish you just fucking get there (laughs) imagine just being the head booker and you're like yeah bro i don't care that much i'm gonna give you a great card we're gonna sell the fuck out we're gonna make our money make our spots but I don't give enough fucks to do it any time in advance. 
<laughs> so what they didn't ever say is who the boyfriend was. So after that uh, finish of this, where the wife pretends like she's going to give Joe a chair and hands it to Kurt instead, and Kurt blasts him and kills him. Um, who was the boyfriend? We never found out, and that th- she was just making out with some dude. They couldn't fake that and pretend to kiss or something. What if it was Kurt's cousin? I he was bald it, too. I kind of thought it was Kurt's brother, Eric. <laughs> Eric. Angle. Eric Angle. Remember him? What an angle, baby. You remember him? Uh, he got his it. leg broken by Brock Lesnar. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what a throwback. It was it was a psych out for sure because they were the whole time they were like, Oh yeah, this is Samoa Joe's doing. Like he's got uh fucking Kurt Angle's wife all into these other men, turned her into a home wrecker, blah blah blah. And it was uh, a bamboozling on Kurt and Mrs. Angle. So I don't know if this is Perk Kurt, and I don't think it is yet, because he didn't seem as manic as he was later on in the fu- near future after this. Like, I definitely think he was on pills. But like you said, he wasn't as manic, and he was very leveled, and he was just great. And he was really telling the story. To me, I thought he was really having extra... Men- I thought he was having major issues with his wife, and that was the purpose of the story. But like I said, unfortunately, I didn't know the finish, and I knew what happened, so I don't ever read. Didn't fool me. That's one thing I don't ever do before I watch pay per view is read the finishes. I will look at the card, but I will purposely not look at that side. Also, remember, like I said, I've watched this in the past couple months, so that's why I skimmed through it again. So uh, please forgive me throughout this podcast if I have uh, missed a couple details. I've skimmed through it. We did miss one really major detail. So Pac Man Jones, (laughs) we skipped the Pac Man Jones thing. So, he does a promo in the middle of this where he says that his dream was to become a wrestler. And then you find out that he has a no contact clause in his contract where nobody can touch him. And he has a ton of security that beats up our truth and drags him out of the arena. So, he gets backstage and then literally three seconds later, the announcers are like, hey, so there's been something that happened backstage. And he's just knocked out backstage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Pac-Man Jones died. <laughs> Who did it? The one with his last name's Killings. Aww. <laughs> Are you implying that the 24-7 champion did it? He sent him away in a hearse. Speaking of that, did you see how uh, he got back his title? No. He, like, if I remember correctly, he just gave, like, a replica title to Bad Bunny, and he was like, all right, Bo, so you give me my title back now. And he did. <laughs> of course That was he it. Did. He was just like, you know, now that you mention it, I'm not a real wrestler, so here's your title. I'm coming around on oh. Bad Bunny, bro. Well, supposedly, also, you're going to find this to be interesting. Apparently, uh, it might actually just be Bad Bunny and The Miz facing each other at WrestleMania because apparently both John Morrison and Damian Priest are injured. Wow. Yeah, so that's something to get Bad Bunny's out. doing his thing, man. From what I understand, they should be cleared by WrestleMania time, but they are ready to put on just Bad Bunny and The Miz. So that's that'll be something to keep your eye out for. Uh, but do you have anything more about? Do you have anything more you want to talk about this uh, Kurt Angle Samoa Joe match? No, no, it was a banger. Uh, it was a banger for sure, and I think that those guys should be. If you haven't seen their stuff in TNT Impact, you should watch it. It's. it's did you it's just say watch. TNT Impact? I did. That's what it's called back then. TNT Impact. Yeah, it's both. They sell. They have TNT on their shirts. TNT this... and TNA. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't work out for you, did Whatever, it? Whatever. You, know you thought what I mean. you were like, you knew what you were talking about, and you're like, oh, wait. No. I was thinking of TNT because I was going to go home and watch some TV on your cable. <laughs> That's a good move. Well, 
let's go ahead and rate it then. But I will say, four point two out of five. You cut me off. I would say, if you're gonna go watch Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle, this isn't the match. But if you watch one and you need more, definitely watch this match. I think I would give this a solid three point nine. That's gonna be my score. It doesn't hit that four mark for me because of the chaoticness of the pay-per-view i feel like the time wasn't managed appropriately on this card and i'm gonna let that influence my star number i'm gonna give it just four solid you lowered me down two <laughs> you're like now that you mention it i i agree but i do i think it was a very very top tier pay-per-view especially for a tna i think this is not tnt impact <laughs> i think this is a perfect example of why you're wrong about not liking TNA. So please, for the love of God, go and watch it. So let's go ahead and wrap it up then. Uh, go uh, ahead and follow us on Twitter at Jaded Rasslin. You can follow me at God Fieri. Taylor? Taylor Hassler1. Giving them the hard justice. Definitely go ahead and follow Kevin at Jobin Rogue. And please go ahead and follow our newest podcast in the Jaded Family realm, the Year of Pod on Twitter. So that's at Year of Pod. And the Year of Duke and Rogue comes out to you every other Monday for right now. But we are working to get it to a weekly basis as well, alongside the rest of the podcast. Rawhide! We're really excited about having that for you, though. Also, like I had mentioned earlier in the episode, we have an amazing, incredible interview with Just Incredible coming out for you on the week of WrestleMania. So please keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. You Yeehaw. can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, once again, we're still slacking on the YouTube. Please forgive me. There will come a time and a place in which it's always on YouTube on time. Yeah, we're trying. But uh, we love you. We love Ireland. You guy. don't try, you do. I do. That's what I Yoda do says. Succeed. That's what Yoda says. And this is only the beginning. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for another episode of Before You Were Jaded. Until next week. Stay jaded, baby. Peace.